right, uh, it is Barawa Sports Worldwide. It's a Wednesday today. It is soccer night. No soccer being played worldwide. Uh, but I can tell you that the former Bafana Bafana coach, Stuart Baxter, has been relaxing at his Scandinavian home. I don't know if he's been relaxing. He'll tell us all about it, though. Uh, helping the local coaches association with uh, all sorts of analysis, seminars, and lots of work that he's been doing. But I know that he was due to move to China. And that is why we decided to drop him a line all the way at home and find out how he is doing live from sweden coach Stuart baxter good evening thanks for sharing the last 15 minutes of our show with us welcome to the show thank you robert good evening can i call it relaxing or is it also just literally a trying time for everybody yeah. around sweden yeah i think it's the same for any every other people every other country on the planet robert at the moment i think yeah. we all try and put a brave face on we're all we're all as anxious and we just try and get through get through this as best we can and support each other and try and be grateful for some of the, the more simpler things, you know, instead of being grateful for the three points. Now, you know, the simpler things about being healthy and being with your family and keeping together with your loved ones. Sure. Uh, that's a powerful message because at times we get so mired in three points and the draw and mm, the AR and all sorts of things that the essence of life. And uh, as I did with Coach Mushin Etrigral earlier on, I'd also grant you that opportunity. You work pretty closely with Doc Kumailo, having lost his mom as well yesterday. Mom Mabel, maybe you just want to send through your condolences. Yeah, well... Doc's a good friend of mine. He's one of the people I, I, I really re- respect in the game, and I think everybody, everybody, when you lose someone very close, it's it's tough, and it's even more so now because of the circumstances surrounding uh, the country. But Doc, if you're listening, just get the strength from someone, my friend, and just know that we're thinking and praying for you. Absolutely, Coach. Thank you so much for that. And a quick update, though, because uh, I know before the the virus, or maybe just in the midst of everything breaking out, uh, there was yeah. that possibility of you going across to China. Yeah, uh, is, yeah. is that put on hold now? Is that still somewhere in the pipeline? Well, what 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 happened, Robert? Was after the, you can imagine after Afcon and after I've left the Bafana, there was a lot of interest from Egypt, and right. it would have been uh, that felt like. If I'm going to work in Africa, then I have to be honest, and I don't, I don't want to be insulting to anybody else. But if I'm going to work in Africa, then I'll work in South Africa because that's where I've got so many friends. I've got, I've got a history there, and I, and I know something about the the culture, and I know something about the people. So I didn't, I didn't dive into Egypt, and then a, dif, uh, a contact developed in China, and they became very serious, but they were very slow, and uh, and they would, they were not putting the, the contract on the table, when the contract actually went onto the table, we'd got so close to the the rumours coming out that I started not wanting to dive in there either. And of course, when it, when it hit, when it hit and the, the news hit, then obviously they weren't going to pay a lot of money for a foreign coach to sit in Europe, and I wasn't going to go down to China, close to the epicentre, and, uh, and start working. So it went on hold. We've we've agreed to come back, and the danger in that is that in in the interim, if I get offered another job that I like, I will take it. And and if their local coaches win the first five games of the new season, then they'll probably not want a new coach. So we know that we've we've been in the game a long time, but uh, we we are we are still talking, and they still they still 
at the moment they still want to be uh, want to be talking when they when they've started to play again. Is this at a national team level, coach? Or are you talking about club football? No, no, it's one of the it's one of the club it's one of the clubs. Yeah. It's, it's one of the they, they do have, they do have a few a few clubs that have part ownership in uh, under there's one in Japan and there's one in uh, and there's one in Europe as well and it's uh, it's one of the part owned clubs. It came through a European Japanese sort of roundabout way. Because the, there was an issue with the paperwork, uh, I, I believe, initially, uh, but then that yeah. obviously then got scuppered because of the spread of the uh, coronavirus yeah. thereafter. Yeah, it was it was paper, it was the sort of normal paperwork that you do with co- with contracts. But this is a country I've I've not worked in before, and there was there were some sort of legal issues with uh, with work permits, how you get them, and, and tax certificates and. You know and things like that that you that you don't want you don't want problems with you you want it to be you want guarantees and you're not arriving down into China and you've got a, a massive contract but you, you can't get a work permit and then you get sent home you know that sort of yeah. thing so it, I needed it I needed it clarifying and the time that it took was the time that it took for the the virus to rear its ugly head. Sure. And and right now though because I hear a football brain. Uh, like yeah. Coach Mushin, like everybody else, like had, we all do, we miss the game. I had to laugh, Rob, when you said I'm relaxing. <laughs> That's why I said, I don't know. I said, oh, you know, no. you could be relaxing oh. at home, but well, I, I know. In you... theory, in theory, in theory, I'm sitting around doing very little, but relaxing is yeah. not the right word because, you know, you're trying to, you know, you, you, you're dying to, you're dying to smell the grass again, you know, you're dying to, you know, you, you you spend time and you have you appreciate the quality time that you have with your with your family but mm. they also see that you know to be complete then this guy needs to be running around in th- in trying to put some enthusiasm and motivation to people and not not w- walking around the house or very very kindly doing some ironing or something you know <laughs> they see that that is not the joy of my life <laughs> No, without a doubt, and I'm sure you would also be equally proud of your son, uh, Lee, who's been doing well. I saw them posting um, videos with the goalkeepers, yeah. just trying to show them how to keep back to because at the end of the day, it is about what you do within your own space and not take it as a yeah. time to just switch off completely. 100% correct, Robert. I mean, one, yes, I'm very proud of him. I mean, one, that he's taken that initiative. Uh, he's a professional, he's a good professional, but taking the initiative now... He doesn't need to. As a foreigner coming into South Africa, he, I know a lot of people working abroad, whatever nationality, and they do the bare minimum. They get through, they take their paycheck, and they, after a couple of years, they go back to their own country. Now, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not wired like that. And he's, he's, what's made me proud is the fact that he's, he's going that extra mile and he's trying to do something to, to benefit the country, which is... Uh, which is great, and he's doing a fine job. Let's talk about what it is that you've been doing now, because your, your mind mm. is football occupied, and the, the, there are people that are approaching you, there are training sessions, there are seminars, there's all sorts of things yeah. that uh, you, you'd be getting down to. What has occupied your time? Well, up until, up until Sweden got the, 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 the sort of lock, semi-lockdown, they are a bit more relaxed here, but it's a semi-lockdown, you know you're not, it's not appreciated if you're moving around too much, you know, so 
uh, until then, until then, I was doing things like, as you were saying, little seminars, little sessions for people, the football association, local associations, companies that want me to speak for them. That's that sort of that sort of thing. A little bit of television, a little bit of uh, yeah, radio, radio work and stuff like that. So it, it's just been very, very generic. And on a private level, here I've been, I've been uh, tampering and r- running, running. Uh, Running some sort of feasibility test on writing a book, but uh, that would be that would, that would be one. I think uh, I would have to get someone to get in with me and do it because I think I'm just too I'm so long-winded that it would end up being like the Encyclopedia Britannica. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's interesting though because if if you mention that Stuart Baxter's uh, planning on writing a book, that that would be one hell of a a hot seller, I would, I would imagine, because you, your, your, your life and your journey, whether it's here in South Africa uh, or in Europe, it really doesn't matter. But then there's so many untold stories, I think, that have not really been put out there. Yeah, I think the sort of I, – I, I wouldn't want it to be the sort of scandal, scandal uh, read that, that uh, maybe would sell – that would probably sell the best. But I would like it to be a read that – Raised raised a few eyebrows, but also gave a, a little bit of an insight, maybe, and and just be and just be interesting because of the content as well. And if it, it were to happen, how how long from now? How many years from now would you see it coming through? Well, I could get it. I could get it done quite quickly now, couldn't I? Because I could be working on it every day in this yeah. in this uh, in this lockdown. So. I could I could do it very quickly, but then it's got to go through the the normal channel or something. I don't think we're going to get it in for Christmas, Rob. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're going to have a lot of time, uh, as you say. Hopefully, mm. if we all if we all survive it and get through uh, the protocols that are expected of us uh, during this crisis. Well, one of the yeah. things when I, I I read an article that um, uh, Mark Leeson had penned um, a couple of weeks ago. And, and one of the things that I always thought I'd, I'd, I'd want to ask you, especially around this, this period, is, is when you talk about the fact that you believe that football will not be the same again when all of this ends and, and the world emerges again. I was fascinated by just your thought pattern around football changing and where you think it will be changing. Well, I think a hope I've got, Rob, is that we learn a few lessons. Mm. You know, I think... I read, I read in the newspapers about Jack Grealish going out and flaunting, flaunting the fact that I can do as I want. I've, I've, I've read about other footballers, their behaviour, and we know, we know that the behaviour of uh, some of the, the players is spoilt. And I hope that we, a, a touch of humility, can uh, can creep back into our game. I think the humility may come at a cost because I think sponsors will have less money. Clubs will lose a lot of money. The massive transfer fees may, that may collapse. The TV rights may be reduced. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the Premier League, 720 million they will have to pay back if they don't, if they don't complete the season. You know, that, that must have a knock-on effect. And and I hope, if it's not going to be the same, that that we can, again, with a bit of humility and honesty and understanding of where the world is at that point, that we can, okay, it's okay, because we know we still are better off 
than many, many people on the planet. So I hope that we can do that. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to change. I think we're going to, we're going to have a few pre- championship clubs that are going to go out of business. I think at that level, I think they're the worst hit because they've been trying to pay the big bucks to get up into the Premier League, but they don't have the big income. And now when that, that very strained budget is strained even further, I think you could see a few what we interpret as quite big clubs going to the wall. So I think it's going to be a tough one, a tough one for everybody. But even saying that, Rob, at this moment, I would like to see football, footballers globally doing more. You know, I'm, well, what do you I'm, think they're lacking, though, given the fact that some of the big prominent names are, 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 are donating huge sums of money because they can, because there are the big names with the big budgets. Yeah, uh, but them, what did you like to see them do? Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are donating money. I would like... I mean, I heard, I heard Harry Redknapp saying on the, tele, on the television, he was saying that, you know, why, why, why do we have to be pressuring clubs to, to sort of uh, give money? You know, some of the players have been earning fantastic money in the Premier League for years and years and years. To give three months' salary at the moment is peanuts for them. You know, maybe the boys should get together. I don't mean the boys in any, any particular dressing room, but just the, the players get together and say, listen, guys, you know, we, we, have, we have it well. You know, these people have got it. They're not as lucky. We, we, we need to give something back here. It's three months. Let's, let's do something really big for three months. Now, if every club and every league and every association was to, was to think like that, then I think then we're approaching, because we get on the same... I think that's appreciated. I think the general consensus is that we have it well, and we do, Rob. Mm-hmm. Professional athletes, they, they have a good life. They get paid for keeping themselves healthy, and they get massive opportunities that normal people do not get. Now, with a touch of humility and a touch of caring, get onto those people's wavelengths. You will get it back. You know, what you give, you will get back tenfold. So let's help, let's help each other through this. And, and that's, that's a wish I've got now because there's going to be a correction later. And I hope that will be a positive correction. Sure. I think it's a powerful one. It's also just made me think, as you're talking about this, that, you know, maybe the powers that be, I know that they derive a lot of money from the TV rights and the TV income, etc. Is that if the World Cup does happen, that maybe the world gets to be able to see it via live streaming or something slightly more affordable, just almost say to the world that, guys, listen, we've gone through the worst time. Here is the football. Please go and watch it without having to spend exorbitant amounts. There you go. I mean, look, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's a a great idea. And and I'm sure there there are more ideas than that. And I, you know, I just like to. I just. I, I don't want to read that Daniel mm. Levy, the, the 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 chairman of uh, of Tottenham, has just pocketed four million pounds because of the as a bonus for the completion of a stadium, when yeah. there are hundreds of thousands of people in his own country that are going to the wall. There are millions worldwide that are going to the wall, and he's just pocketed four million on top of his three million salary. While he's, while he's reducing the salaries of about 50 people within his own football club. I don't want to read that. 
I want to read that he's he's donated two million to the yeah. uh, the NHS or or to to uh, a million for for welfare of of kids in in Africa. I want to I want to hear positives. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Well, I suppose, again, he could be saying with the very same stadium that he's getting the bonus for, could be doing uh, like the guys at Man City were doing and saying, yeah. here's the stadium. Uh, authorities, if you guys want to use it for anything, whether it's an emergency yep. hospital, you want to put up tents, you want to put up this and yep. this, it is available yep. for whatever work that you do. Then we'll say, okay, 100%, great, yep. well done. Oh, love the, the conversation. That, well, don't they? Oh, of course normal, they do. Normal people yeah. will appreciate that. And again, when we're playing football again, you will have goodwill. Yeah. If you if you write, if you're sitting up in the in your ivory towers and and uh, and this virus drifts away, there'll be a lot of animosity afterwards. If you didn't, if you weren't seen to be playing a role as a as a in a positive way, I think you'll get it back. I think you'll get it back tenfold. Oh, I got so much into this conversation. I didn't look at the time. Stuart Baxter, I want to thank you so much. Thanks for telling us what you're up to. Please keep safe. Um, really keeping in touch with a lot of people around the world every single day and also just emphasizing the fact that this is a global pandemic. It's not South Africans that are being told what to do. You've played your part. You're a respected figure here on the continent and globally when it comes to football. I thank you so much for the time you've given us tonight. Thank you, Rob. Can I just say to everybody listening that we are in this together. This is global. This is not about being told what to do. It's been, it's been advised for everybody's best. And, uh, and everybody go, go safely. And to you and your staff, Rob, it's been lovely talking to you again. And, you, uh, and stay well. Thank you so much there, uh, Coach Stuart Baxter, coming through live from Sweden. Uh, a very important call, very important conversation, uh, which does lead to us now going straight to Ayabong uh, and because uh, I know that th- there was a press conference today. Uh, taxis, things seem to be slightly different. I don't know if they are now allowed to be fully loaded. There are strict rules. Will they comply? Has uh, government backtracked here? Seems so. It seems so. Pudom Talagunjan. Hey. Yeah, it's happening, that yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but, it's, but you can oh. fill up a taxi uh, mm. if you can find N95 protective masks. Now I can tell you, if uh, oh. you would go to your local store, you probably wouldn't find that on the shelves. You don't uh, get them. Yeah. So effectively, here I think uh, it's. Uh, uh, I hate to say this, but it sounds like kicking the can down the road. It sounds like saying to people, "Yes, you can fill up your taxi, provided you find something." that in the marketplace is uh, potentially going to be impossible to find over the coming days. So so it does make things a bit difficult, but also for you, but Robert, um, mm. uh, you can now travel with two other people in your vehicle, and uh, you would understand that that's a change from what had been mm. earlier suggested, that uh, uh, one driver and one passenger uh, in a passenger vehicle. Sure. Just ice. Oh, yeah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Stay strong, guys. Stay strong. I know as the days goes and goes and then we feel like, hey, man, running out of booze and all that. So stay strong, people. Focus. Focus. Re-energize yourself. Refocus on this thing. But Robert, just just something outside of COVID-19. I mean, I think think Stuart Baxter would make for a perfect spokesperson for Labour in the UK. Uh, You saw Jeremy Corbyn uh, is probably exiting stage left. And I think from what he was saying there about 
you know, some of the inequalities of season, the UK and the role of corporates now, I think, you know, labor should be absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. I think he's one of those guys who's a, who's a coach, come motivational speaker. Mm. Uh, he, he speaks, you listen. And uh, you are, I mean, the success of Kaiser Chiefs and winning uh, their trophies under his spell Indeed. speaks volumes. The Africa Cup of Nations beating Egypt um, in Egypt mm. uh, is, is also another one. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things. And you might be on the right. Maybe if he was on air, would have suggested that one. Hey? Yeah, no, no. And I won't pull it before. I mean, I was thinking as I was listening. I said, you know what? Uh, uh, Labour, just to take on the Tories, he has to consider this guy as the spokesperson, yeah. just on some of the issues that he's raising there. And uh, uh, it's certainly but, a world short of sanity. I mean, if you listen to the press conferences mm. of Donald Trump and Boris Johnson and many others, <sighs> Gosh. Um, you do need some semblance of reason.